as God sees. I was talking this, this week with a man who is helping to raise his granddaughter, and he was saying it was a little frustrating. It's really beautiful, actually. This, this man's daughter passed away, and so he's now raising his 15-year-old granddaughter with his wife, and he's worried about the choices this teenager is making, and he wants to, as every parent does, wants to protect her her from every harm. And so I started just asking him questions. I said, well, how do you, how do you help her or how do, you, how do you help someone to see things for themselves? Or questions like, how, what do you think God wants for her? How, how is God watching over her? And so he's like processing and he's sitting there thinking and, and then all of a sudden he just like, like starts and I'm like, what? He said, oh. He's like, Father Matt, you're asking me all these questions. He's like, I need to ask her questions because she's not really listening. So, and he's like, but that's what I do with my clients every day at work. And so I already do that. I just, and when I go home, I just like tell my family what to do. And he's like, wow, you mean I need to like respect them and ask questions and listen? And I was like, eh, maybe, huh? And so he walks away saying, He's thanking me for something he was already doing, but he wasn't able to see it. Awareness is a grace. To be able to see more clearly means that there's, there's more light, that the light is able to get back to my eye. It, it's able to get to me. I can, I can see things more clearly. And for me, Jesus, who says, I am the light of the world, that to be able to see something more clearly, to have an increased awareness, it's always a grace. And so, I know, the problem is, like, I, I want to see things more clearly, and I know that I see things incorrectly, I just don't know which things those are. Does that make sense? Right? Because... If, if ever we see things more clearly, if ever we're like, oh my gosh, like, that means we're growing, then it means there's more light, and I want to keep growing, I know I need to keep growing, I just don't know in what areas. I, I know I need light, I just, don't, I just don't know how. Samuel goes today in our first reading to anoint the Lord's chosen to be king, and, and he, with his own eyes, he looks and he's like, oh, this must be the one, and and God's like, that's not him. And then eventually, God guides him to Jesse. I'm sorry, the sons of Jesse, to David, young David. And, and he says, this is the one. And the Lord says to Samuel, not as man sees, does God see. Because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. That God sees differently. And we can learn to see as he sees. You may have read or seen the movie Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. In it, you have Mr. Darcy, who's aloof and prideful. And then you have Elizabeth Bennet, who sees Mr. Darcy being aloof and prideful, and she's very prejudiced against him. That she never, she never gives him a chance. That they're not able to see each other. 
But over the course of a series of events, they begin to see things more clearly, that, that in fact they're able to see themselves as the other person sees them. And it leads to a conversion. They're like, oh my gosh. Like I never, I never saw myself as they saw me, as they see me now. And it helped them to then have their scales from their eyes come down and they were able to see the other person more clearly. That they, they start to humble themselves and they start to see reality as it is. And we love, we can only love that which we know. And so as they are able to know the other better and to know themselves better, they're able to love each other and even love themselves in a better way. The other through whose eyes we wish to see ourselves, the best one is the Lord. The one who looks upon us with mercy, with unconditional love, who wants to invite us into his divine life through baptism and a continual life of grace and purification, that we might see him more clearly and in his eyes, see ourselves more clearly. And then the more we know, the more we can love. The Pharisees in the gospel have such a hard time understanding what happened with Jesus today because they're trying to see it from their own perspective. Wait, wait, wait. wait tell, tell us again what happened. And it's like, are you serious? Like, it's like, okay, they want Jesus to prove himself. Or this, well, Jesus, they're not even talking to Jesus, talking to this man. They want God to prove what happened to their standards. And in some sense, anytime we're frustrated with God, there's a little bit of pride at work. Because God's not doing things the way that I think he should do it. That I, I don't really trust that God's here because I, I can't see what he's doing. But that's prideful, like that God has to prove himself, that I have to be able to see what God's doing. And, and I think there's great liberation and freedom when I can let go of that and say, maybe, maybe I don't have to fully understand. Maybe I don't have to see things so clearly to know how to step forward next. And I think... When, when you and I, when we come to God with humility and accept things on his standards, even to accept reality as it is. Because somehow I look at reality and I'm like, this is best. We, we've got wars going on in our world. We've got poverty in our own community. And this is what's best. But that's my standards. God, you're good and perfect. Why are you allowing this? But maybe, maybe I'm not seeing clearly. Maybe God actually has a bigger, better plan, a more perfect plan to, to redeem all things. And do I trust him? Am I humble enough to receive salvation from him on his terms rather than my own? You know, Lent is called the time of purification and enlightenment. 
And it's in particular that those seeking baptism and the other sacraments are come forward to be further purified and through baptism will be enlightened. That, that's why the, we receive the candle, right, at baptism. Um, the candle doesn't do anything. It's just a symbol, right? Like, it's a symbol of how God in baptism has enlightened us with his divine spirit that we might be able to see him and his salvation more clearly. And so, but for all of us, even if we're not receiving sacraments, we're invited to, to pray, and prayer is an act of humility. Prayer is saying, there's nothing more important than I could be doing with my time than sitting here and receiving from God. And he may, he may say nothing. Most of the time, God doesn't speak. And so it's an act of humility and trust where I'm orienting my heart to his as I sit in prayer. Fasting as you've probably experienced already, if you've chosen to do any fasting, even just Fridays, isn't, you know, even, yeah. And, you know, to not have meat on, to abstain from meat on Fridays, like, doesn't it just reveal our weakness? Like, when you try to fast, it reveals, for me, it reveals how weak and how often I fall. It's like, ooh, apparently I'm not perfect, you know, like, and there's something good about that. It's, I'm not perfect. I need the one who is perfect to keep working on me to perfect me. And third, we give alms because when I give alms, it reminds me I'm not the center of the universe. That there's other people out there and I want to live my life in service to others. I want to share a story. You may have heard me, I might have shared this a little bit before, but two months ago we had a, an engaged couple retreat. And... In the afternoon, I sit in one of the classrooms at SFDA, and, and people come and go to confession, and these two people came in, and that's when I was like, well, usually we do confession alone, but, you know. They said, no, we just want to talk to you. They said, um, here's our situation, we're civilly married, and do, do we have to live as brother and sister until we get our marriage recognized in the church? And before I answered, I asked them a question. I said, well, what do you guys want? And he said, well, Father, honestly, um, we want to do it right. That we really did it wrong. This is his words, not mine. He's like, we did it wrong, and we're here now because we want to do it right. Because we believe that God wants us to be happy, and so we want to try doing it his way. And, and so I kind of just paused there for a second, and I said, I just want to highlight the grace of this moment, that, that you're able to see that God wants your happiness, that you can recognize God wants your happiness, and that everything he's asking for you is for your good, that God's not holding back in any way, but he wants to give you great things. I just want to highlight that. And as I look at them, they're both, they both just start crying. And, and, I, and I said, so that's why the church says, you know, encourages you to live as brother and sister, that it's going to be better. Here's, here's why the church teaches what she teaches. And, and they just said, thank you, Father. Like, we, we want to do it his way, and, and now we can see that more clearly. God's will is that you and I are healed. 
We only need healing because we've been wounded. We're all walking around wounded by our own pride, by our own sin. And yet he who is merciful, he who comes to encounter us, he who desires to shine his light into our lives, if we're willing to receive it, that he shares his love and mercy, and he invites us to walk down this better path of his goodness and to see things as he does.